morning, family and friends. Have you ever felt as if your spirit has been crushed? Sometimes everything is going so well, but when it falls apart, it's easy to feel as if there's no point in trying to repair your life. There's sadness, there's anger, there's hopelessness and fear are very real emotions that even the strongest of Christians experience in times of trouble. As we look at David or a number of other heroes of the faith, often, you know, we can be afraid of acknowledging emotions like these, but it's important to deal with all of our emotions, especially the negative ones. When we're going through trials, when we, when we look at our anger and, and sadness in the light of God's truth, we can find comfort instead of living in some type of denial. You know, when we are sad, we can find joy in the truth that God is close to the brokenhearted. When we're angry, we can find peace in the promises that God's unfailing love will never be shaken, even by our rage. See Isaiah 54.10. When hopelessness seems to take over, we can cast our cares on the Lord because He will never... He will never let us fall. And then when we are tempted to give in to fear, we can be strong because God is is our refuge and we know he will never fail us. See Psalms 18 verse 2. God has given us so many promises in scriptures that one that he offers again and again is comfort. He understands our battle. He understands our battle with our emotions and he has compassion on us. He wants us to surrender our burdens to him and to lean on him in faith, in our emotions, when our emotions are too much for us to handle alone. When our spirits are crushed, God reassures us he's still enough so the next time you're tempted to deny your emotions or attempt to uh, handle them on your own don't do it surrender them to God instead he will give you hope and that's greater than any emotional struggle you face in um saying that before facing a major trial, what most Christians seem to believe is that they have a pretty good grasp on the scriptures and they could easily apply those scriptures to their lives when a difficult time comes. Then everything changes. Maybe they experience the the loss of a loved one or start having problems in their marriage or get a phone call from a doctor saying you have cancer. You know, it's in these moments that we often realize how weak we really are or how weak we really feel. And those can can sometimes be such dark times. But in these moments, we have a choice. We can turn our backs on Christianity and run from reality or, or accept our circumstances. 
accept that they are from God and that God will walk us through them. We have to persevere. We have to trust that God, who knows the number of hairs on our head even, cares enough about us to take care of us no matter what. And we have to remind ourselves of that each morning. Every day that we endure trials, we grow in our abilities to persevere through difficult times. Persevering is something that we're commanded to do. So growing in perseverance is nothing to take lightly. Paul tells us that perseverance we gain from suffering also produces character in us. And as we face our sufferings and live through them, we become stronger people. We develop firmer beliefs and we are reminded of our own strength. People who have endured suffering can be less easily swayed by the opinions of others. They can persevere through difficult moral conflicts and temptations because they have persevered through struggles. That's a a precious gift that each of us receives as we go through the storms in our lives is that we've received from God actually the perseverance it takes to get through those struggles. And finally, we're told that character produces hope. We have hope for the future. We have hope for each day because we know that our God's watching out for us. And Paul tells us hope will not disappoint. All of our suffering is ultimately produced in in a, a hope that is filtered every day in Jesus. There's nothing better for us to glory in than that. Praying can feel like a a risk when we go through trials. What if God doesn't answer my prayer in the way that I think he should? We might be tempted to ask that. When, 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 if he doesn't come through and save me from my problems? What if he doesn't? In our darkest moments, prayer can even seem useless, and we can begin to doubt that God's even listening. But in 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, it tells us that we should have confidence when we pray. So no matter what we ask for, God always hears us. And if we pray according to his will, we know he will answer, since he always has our best interest in mind. You know what? It may not seem like it, and you may doubt it, and you may fear that he doesn't, but the fact of the matter is, according to the Word of God, he has our best interest in mind. Sometimes there is a question that will come to our mind to bring that doubt, and obviously from the enemy of our soul. The difficult part of of those verses is having the faith to pray, according to God's will, not just our will. You know, we don't always know what God's will is, and sometimes we want our will to be done. We want to pray our will, and we want our will to be done. We want what we think is best, the best answer, when God sometimes has a much, much better plan. But it's not, you know, receiving, getting our own will, having our own 
way. That's not what prayer is about. Prayer connects us with God. It helps us find peace through that connection. Prayer always, um, it allows us to hand our problems and our struggles over to God and say, you know, this is yours. This is yours, God. You can handle this much better than I ever could. So while we all hope that relief from struggles is is part of the will of God, that isn't always the case. But even when it's not in God's plan to heal us or save us from a certain or particular situation, prayer is still important. When we present our worries and our requests to God, it brings a peace that surpasses understanding and it guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So today, pour out your worries, pour out your requests to God in prayer and delight in the peace and the hope that he gives you in in response to that. Finding strength in in the Lord. Um, Fear is nothing to laugh at or take lightly. And all of us have have fears come to us at different times. That is a huge tool the enemy uses against Christians. And it has kept powerful people from great accomplishments. It stopped armies in their tracks and and it will try to stop you if you let it. But we have something greater than fear. We have God. And that knowledge should keep us from being defeated by fear. But often it doesn't. Even though we are Christians, we still, many times we still give in to fear. Our surrender to fear shows that we don't really understand the power of our God. Today's message from Psalms 46 gives us a dramatic picture of faith, faith destroying fear. The psalmist says that because God is his help, he will not fear. Not even if the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the sea. That's incredible right there. So if you've ever been to the mountains, you can probably imagine how scared you would be if they begin collapsing all around you. But the psalmist isn't saying the collapse of mountains isn't scary. He's saying that his faith is stronger than his fear. Fear tells us we're al- we're alone. That we we have to face trials and struggles on our own. It it reminds us of our weaknesses. It points us to our own failures, but faith points us to God. It reassures us that we are never alone. God is always on our side, and faith shows us our weakness. It shows us our weakness is just an opportunity, actually, to showcase God's strength. Life is full of problems, and life is full of joy, both. We have a God who has overcome the world. We've got to begin to realize the strength of who he is, 
who he is to us and how he helps us through the most difficult times in our life. When we go through storms, our world often begins to revolve around ourselves. We quickly become very focused on our own problems. And sometimes that's a survival mechanism, but we need to focus on caring for ourselves to make it through our problem. But other times, that instinct to look inward actually hurts us rather than helps us. So our gut tells us to watch out for ourselves because no one else will. And yet in our moments of weakness, it's easy to believe that lie. But in Isaiah 58, it says, uh, verses 10 and 11, paints a whole different picture. It tells us that if we focus on, on serving the hungry and the oppressed, God will satisfy our needs. And it shows us the beauty of looking past our own lives and blessing others instead. You know, this beautiful passage shows us that loving others is a gift. And it's a gift that we're especially equipped to receive when we go through suffering. Other people need our love most when they are suffering. And when we go through our trials on our own, we're especially able to understand the sufferings of others. So even in our trials, and even though our trials, each and every one of us are, are different. They are not the same. Your trials are not the same as mine. We can understand, even if in a small way, the pain we are going through, we can understand the pain that others go through. Understanding helps us to love others better. Instead of looking at ourselves all the time, we can look around us for opportunities to bless others. By keeping our eyes on God and focusing on the needs of others instead of our own, we gain a new perspective. We trade the pain and weakness of our own problems for the joy and victories of helping others. And then at that time, we're growing closer to God in the process. We're growing so much closer to God in the process as we don't have our mind on ourselves. And the lesson that's learned... um, Suffering shows us the importance of our faith. It puts us in a place where we can't rely on ourselves. In 2 Corinthians 4, we're reminded that when the things that we normally rely on fail us, our spirit gets stronger. We become closer to the source of true strength and we learn to fix our eyes on Him. It's important then that that when we go through trials, when we go through sufferings that we hold on to, the lessons that we do learn through life. The only way we can waste our pain is by forgetting it and and leaving behind the precious insights that we have gained by enduring troubles and trials and sufferings. If you need to create a physical monument in your life to the faithfulness of God during your trials, 
Many statues, books, and songs have been created for this purpose. But your monument doesn't have to be be visually impressive. The Israelites used stacks of rocks to remember God's provision and to remind their children whatever will remind you is perfect for you. Be assured that Jesus is all you need. When the world around us seems chaotic and it seems like it's definitely untrustworthy and we have went through a couple years now like that, that where the world has seemed so chaotic and so untrustworthy, we, have, we still have that same steadfast hope. And we've got to rejoice in that today. So we might just close by praying and saying, you know what, dear God, I know that my sufferings draw me closer to you. Help me learn and help me grow in my faith when I face trials in this life. And help me to remember those lessons even when my circumstances improve. Thank you for your patience with me as you continue to make me the person you want me to be. 